And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. 25 to 5 on a Friday afternoon on 2CC, which means, of course, it's time to talk money with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good and afternoon. the sun is starting to shine. <laughs> I'm sure that's because you've just walked into the studio. Well, I think it must have followed me blaring through that window, so it's <laughs> nice to see you. It always looks rather dark it's, and uh, gloomy through those trees, that is. So. It's been a bit uh, on and off today, but we are expecting mm. a nice sunny day tomorrow, which is very nice. Today, mm. we're reflecting upon something that people might have noticed in the financial markets in recent times, mm. and that is a phenomenon called volatility. Now, yeah. volatility does cause some people to be a little bit trepidatious, but should mm. we be afraid of volatility or are there ways we can benefit from it? Yeah, look, I think this is quite prevalent and I'm, I'm finding more and more people are really coming to grips with their true risk profile. Because people have the risk profile of a rhinoceros when markets are moving in the right direction. And I think what we're seeing at the moment is, you know, we, it's not to say it's, it's unprecedented, but the daily volatility that we're seeing in markets at the moment is phenomenal. Um, and last week was a great example of that. You had days where, you know, there were nearly 2% swings, um, followed by, you know, nearly the same going in the opposite direction. But I think the importance of, of, of what's going on and, and the context in relation to you and your portfolio needs to be kept in check. So it's very easy to throw a long-term strategy out the window because we've had, you know, one or two years of increased volatility, both positive and negative, because of COVID, recovery from COVID. Money's been too cheap for too long. Everybody's known that except yep. the RBA. Um, they weren't aware of it for some reason, um, but that's a topic for another afternoon. Um, but I think people need to keep in mind that especially when we're talking superannuation. And I might have mentioned this or made this comment a couple of shows ago. Unless you're going to tear everything out in the next two years or the next 12 months, don't worry. It's, it, it, it will pass like a storm. You get wet, the clouds move on, the sun comes out, and we carry on. And most good portfolios will have six to 12 months worth of cash available anyway. So... You've already got six to 12 months of time protection that will allow you to continue to fund the lifestyle that you have without having to sell a dollar of asset. And I think that's the first point people need to keep in mind today is consider your asset allocation. Review the level of risk that you are maintaining. Because if you're at home at night sweating and panicking and, and thinking the world is going to end, then maybe you are a little bit more aggressive than you can truly handle. And it's only through times like this where people really get a, a good understanding of how they feel emotionally inside as opposed to what's talked about on the golf course at the pub at Mahjong or wherever you may be talking about you know, your investments. So review your asset allocation. Know what you're invested in. This is one that I find is, is becoming very, very prevalent. I don't know what balance means anymore. After 22 years of being in this industry in various capacities – I no longer know what balance means. For me, balance is like a seesaw. It's level. Half of something, half of something else. An industry fund runs a balance option with more than 70 or 80% of growth assets. For me, that's not balanced. So I'm finding whilst markets are coming under pressure, people who thought they were conservative investors are actually learning that their asset allocation may be inappropriate for how they truly feel. And again, that label of balanced can be very misleading 
because at one fund it might mean something, at another fund it might mean something else. And I regularly use that analogy of driving a car. If the speed limit's 100 and you're driving at 100, let's call that balanced. If you're doing 140 in a 100 zone, that's not balanced. That's not, not at, at the speed limit. And if you're doing 180 in a 100 zone and a policeman pulls you over and you get upset going, why, why are you giving me a ticket? I'm balanced. Mm, uh, no, no, you're, you're not. not. <laughs> so, you know, I, I recommend that people have a look at their underlying asset allocation and it's not hard to do. Go to your existing fund, click on the asset allocation that you've chosen with the right label, growth, conservative, balance, conservative, growth, cons- whatever the label is. And on any of a, the Superfund websites, you'll be able to get the pizza or the pie chart and that'll give you a breakdown of what you have on a percentage basis in various asset classes. So you want to consider international assets, Australian shares, property, infrastructure. They would fall in the growth side of things. And then you'll have cash, fixed interest, bonds. You might then see some really curly ones like private equity. That could be anything. Unlisted assets, who knows? So get a handle on your asset allocation and know what you're actually carrying so that you can make an informed decision. I think the other thing to people consider at the moment to take advantage of what's happening with rising interest rates is look at short-term timeframes if you're buying fixed interest assets. So if you've got things maturing, I'd be looking at three and six month term deposits because we know that there are more rate rises coming. Okay, Equity markets have been pricing in anything from three to 3.5% cash. We're at what, 2.6 now? Oh, I forget. Maybe. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's 2.85, I think. 2.85. So there's still plenty of room to run on that on the on the cash rate rises and interest rate rises. So if you're going to buy a term deposit in the in in the not too distant future, look at six months because you'll probably get a better rate of return in six months when that matures, come March, come April, because there's probably two or three rate rises already priced into the market at the moment. So. From a fixed interest perspective, think about short-term investments and then review and reset. I think the other thing is use this weakness at the moment to be strategic around your capital gains tax position. You know, if you bought Macquarie Bank shares at $200 and today they're trading at 155 and you still really like them, you may want to sell them and then buy them back either in another entity or at a point in the future so that you can lock in that capital loss and build that up. Okay, so I know people hear the word loss and start sweating and panicking. It's like interest only. They oh, go, yes. oh, I want to pay the house off. Well, you can with an offset account. And we're going to talk about that, I think, next week. But use the weakness and the change in share price at the moment to manage your capital gains tax position for the longer term. Because if you do sell something at a paper loss and then look to buy it back, you can carry forward that particular loss on that transaction forever. So if Macquarie does rally back to $250, $300 10 years from now and you retire and sell it, you've got that loss from this year to offset the gain in the future. So it's a great way of being proactive and looking at the overall capital position of your portfolio and making sure that you're using the change in value at the moment, again, for the longer term. Super is a longer term proposition. This is a short term issue as part of a longer term proposition. So it's really important for people to not just see the negative in this and say, well, I don't want to sell. But if you buy it back, you're still in the market. So that's fine. You're not sitting out altogether.
Yeah. I think the other thing that people really need to look at is the income stream that you generate. I know we spoke about that last week and the week before, but look in your portfolio as to where the income comes from. Because if a large portion of what you need to live is from generated earnings, like you would rent from an investment property, if you're generating 4% of your income and you're living on 5% of your super value, you're far less reliant on its actual capital value. So look at your asset allocation, look at the income that the portfolio is generating. If you're gonna buy fixed interest, we're now starting to get rewarded. You know, you can get six month term deposits now at 3.6, 3.7. So if you're gonna buy something and be defensive, fixed interest is great because it pays more than cash. The downside is it's committed for a period of time. But if that period of time is only six months, when it matures, you'll probably be able to get a six month term deposit in March at four, 4.1, 4.2. We'll just have to see where interest rates play out and how fast cash rises. But that's coming, right? Anyone that thinks that interest rate rises are over, they need to go and stand out in the wind, bring themselves together mm. um, and, and know that we're, we're not at the end of this interest rate rise at the moment. No, not yet. Now, I've just looked it up just to be absolutely certain. You yeah. were right. Yeah. I was wrong. It's, right. The current cash rate is 2.6. Right. It would have been 2.85 if they went the full half percent last time around, but they right. didn't. Yep. They went the 0.25. Yep. So it's currently 2.6. But that could change in a couple of weeks when they have the November meeting, and 100%. most people expect it probably will. Oh, look, I'm, I, was, I, was, I was shocked they didn't go 50 this time. Yeah. You know, I, I was quite comfortable. I'd resign to maybe a 50, a 50, and a 25 before Christmas. Mm. You know, I think we're going to be at 3 or well through 3% cash before the middle of next year. And, and I think people need to be forecasting and, and getting budgets ready and looking at your cash flow and sharpening up, you know, your outgoings and, and your discretionary spending because it's not over, right? This, this is not over. Yeah. We're part way through the journey here to try and curb inflation um, and, and cash rates are going to keep going up. A little bit off topic today, but the other thing I've noticed about the increasing interest rates is that the banks are actually starting to offer some decent returns on some of their savings products now. Yeah, 100%. With the official cash rate at 2.6%, you can get yeah. about that in some deposit um, in some deposit accounts at the moment. Yeah, exactly. As I say, you can get a six-month term deposit now, 3.6, 3.7. Um, you can also look at listed fixed interest. So maybe consider some uh, ETFs. So uh, one that provides a good yield that's very defensive um, is Coupon, you know, issued by BetaShares, Q-P-O-N. It's A-rated or AAA-rated cash um, or, or A-rated paper from the big four banks. So it's very well secured. But go out in the open market and look at, well, what is available? But also then keep in mind in the same breath, what risk am I taking on? If somebody's going to give you 10, 8, 7... You're taking on yeah. a huge amount of risk behind the scenes, so don't be. Now's not the time to be greedy. Sure, um, because that was the issue we saw with mortgage funds through the GFC. The positive side of that, of course, is that you said earlier that a good fund is going to have, say, a year to eighteen months worth of uh, income held in cash, yep. just to cover you in case. Yep. Now that you're holding that. 12 to 18 months income in cash, you can actually get a return on it now. Exactly. You know, we've been penalised for a decade. Um, and I think people, a byproduct of cash being so cheap for so long was there were people that needed income to live. So they were out buying traditionally, you know, bank stocks, Telstra, things that historically paid great income and for the vast majority still do. But they were taking on a lot more equity risk because point one in the bank just wasn't getting it done. So it's about looking at your asset allocation and having an appropriate mix. So you may actually 
de-risk the portfolio and come out of some equities if you're concerned. And now you say, if you can get 3.6, 3.7 for six months, come March, April next year, you'll probably get four. You know, if, if you'd have said to anyone 12 months ago, and this is where people need to keep things in context, if you'd have offered somebody a 4% term deposit this time last year, that had been like a dog chasing nine cars down the road. They wouldn't have known where to run, you know. So let's now not go, oh, well, it's only four. Well, that's, you know, 3.9% more than you were getting this time last year. It is. You know, everything, so, as they say, everything is relative. And correct. obviously I, I remember when you'd expect a lot more out of a decent term deposit. Oh, but <laughs> Look, it, it feels like five minutes ago, you know, you go back to 06 when mm. things were good. Yeah. Petrol was two bucks. Cash was at eight. Mortgages were at nine and a half. And we just had six or seven years prior to that of 15% returns in equity markets. So we just need to get through this resetting of a new normal. And then the world will continue. The sun will come up tomorrow. It might shine, it might not. But we need to be prepared with the right things in our portfolio so that we can come out the other side of it and not either drive too quickly or too slowly and, and maintain an appropriate asset allocation. Today we're talking about volatility in the market and should we be concerned about that volatility mm. or, or can we take advantage of it? Yeah, look, I, I think we need to keep it in context. As we said before the ad break, I appreciate people like to see numbers go up. Nobody likes to see numbers go down. But when you look at what's happened over a 12-month period, it's it's not as bad as you read in the media when you look at your numbers. I've had people come in and say, oh, I've lost half. Like, not in a million years have you lost half. Mm. And you're probably still getting 3 4 5%, depending on what you hold, 3 4 5% of income out of those assets and showing a negative return. So people need to keep in context what's going on. Um, I think the other thing is they can take advantage of it and look at potential opportunities to minimise tax in the future, as we said before the ad break. Take advantage of capital losses. Sell and buy things back. Change entities you know, use that to your advantage, again, thinking longer term. So it's important to check your asset allocation, make sure you have an appropriate amount of risk in your portfolio or an appropriate amount of defensive assets. We touched on making the most of rising interest rates and looking at term deposits where we're actually starting to get rewarded for taking on that type of asset class. There are a number of high interest bank accounts that are now starting to reward you as well. So I think people should be looking at their interest rates on their homes and making the most of a reduction there, but also looking at cash accounts that are available to them for spare funds or taking advantage of an offset account so that you are getting every um, bit of value that you can from, from cash. The other thing I'd say to people to keep in mind as well is don't hold too much of an individual asset. You know, it's very tempting to hold lots of something that you love and that may be an unconscious bias that you may or may not be aware of. Well, if it's unconscious, you definitely won't be aware of it. <laughs> yes. um, but don't, don't have too much of one thing because in, in times like this where certain sectors can come under pressure more than others, it could have an adverse uh, impact on the total value of your assets. So maintain a suitable asset allocation but also maintain a suitable allocation to individual assets, individual funds, and don't have too much of one thing just so that you're not overexposed to an adverse movement in any one particular stock. I think if people can maintain um, their cash flow, continue saving, and also if you hold something, look to average into it. If you've got cash, buy some more units or some more shares in something that you hold to lower 
your average entry price. So it's a good way to then continue to dollar cost average into stocks. If you're implementing new money, think about doing it over time. You might say, well, I've got $100,000 in my super fund because I made a contribution. I'm going to invest 40,000 of that now so that if the market rallies, I've got some skin in the game. And you might want to average that $60,000 of that remainder of the cash every month for the next six or 12 months, depending on how you feel about markets. So use dollar cost averaging, use averaging down and buying more shares in things that you like to lower the average entry price and continue to build a good long-term portfolio with the right asset allocation. Because in a moment's notice, sentiment will change. Markets could jump five or 10%. And we've seen weeks in the past, over the last couple of months, where we've had three, four, 5% swings in a week. And fundamentally, the news hasn't changed. But sentiment can be impacted by things that may or may not be relevant. Um, So trying to pick it is going to be very difficult. So if you're averaging in over time, you've got a really good chance to make the most of, of what happens going forwards when the cloud's clear. That's the way to go. Now, it is that time already. I know it's gone quickly. When I say, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so look, uh, 62604749. If you're unsure, you want to check things out, give us a call. Um, we've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the strategy stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. Um, we've got the YouTube channel envision financial canberra you can subscribe to that get the shows every week watch it on your phone key takeouts before and after the ad break there's a little something there for uh, for everybody fantastic so that number again six two six zero four seven four nine for envision financial and luke smith will be back in the studio again next friday at the same time to talk money some more thanks very much see you next friday luke smith from envision financial as i said back in the studio again at the same time next friday afternoon to do it all over again